Hey guys, and thank you so much for tuning in to a brand new episode of Good Children. Don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon. It is linked in the bio. It is linked in the episode description. It is linked literally anywhere we can put a damn link. It's $7 a month. You get an episode once a week, every single Friday. Are you yes. afraid of someone really getting to know you and seeing through your soul? Why? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why? Because I feel like that they're going to reject me. And we have some fun things lined up. We have a lot of archival videos that we are going to go through. We're reacting. We're talking to our moms today. I'm going to say, mom, you want to come on the Patreon? What are your thoughts? If she says no, I'm not going to tell you guys. If she says yes, she'll be here. I almost want it to be a world where every Patreon episode is just our moms. I kind of what agree. What if we put them to work? We said, you come up here. We'll go downstairs and eat. You shoot the shit for 45 minutes about whatever the fuck you want to talk about. And the whole Patreon oh. is just this exact setup, but with two mothers. And then they start talking shit. I made doctor's appointments on the way here. I said enough is enough. And what are they for? Well, I'm going to the gastroenterologist. Love. Um, love because I'm feeling shards. I like imagine someone waking up at 7.05 a.m. They're on their way to work <laughs> and that's the first thing they hear. Is that I'm feeling shards? Yeah. Then I went for the annual physical. I don't think I've had an annual physical in a few years. In a few annuals. In a few annuals. So I think enough is enough. I can't grab my balls and let me cough. I haven't gone to the doctor for a physical. When was the last time a doctor grabbed your balls? I think I don't think a doctor has grabbed my balls since like I would say like eighth grade. So how do you know? How do you know? You don't have like testicular cancer. What is the worst that happens? They chop off my balls like Okay. But you love coming. I'm sorry. Good children. This episode is going to cover some dark themes. Very dark. And it goes there at points. And we want you, even if you're uncomfortable, lean in. Because I will tell you, it ends on a happy note. Very happy. If the subject matter of death upsets you, I still think you might enjoy it by the end of the episode. Because you know what? And if we can do anything, trauma, dark topics, whatever, we want to make you giggle through it. A giggle, a gaggle, and occasionally death. Hey guys, and welcome back to Good Children, the podcast where hosts Joe Hedges and Andrew Muscarella reflect on our 22 years of friendship. Growing up in the late 2000s, early 2010s, and all of the nostalgia, trauma, and death that comes along with it. What are we talking about today? Today we're talking about a topic that most don't feel brave enough to even discuss. Mm -hmm. Most mm -hmm. want to avoid. People are afraid. People are afraid but to not us. deep dive into, into death. death. I know what you're thinking if you're listening at home. You're like, I really hope they're not slipping back into their depression of the, of the previous winter. And we're not. And we're not. We're just here to have fun. When I thought, when we thought about death as a topic, like I, I do believe that, like I thought. About I will it say with, it was an, it was Andrew's idea. Which... I thought about it with a smile on my face. <laughs> So if that is an indicator of how this episode is going to go, it's going to be playful. It's going to be silly. It's going to be silly, but it might make some people uncomfortable. And that's 
that's what art is about. We're daring to make a difference. We're daring to plight into, you know, the underworld. Hades. Hell. What do you believe happens after we die? Oh, God. You, right now, you're walking out of my house. On the left, a truck hits you. You're dead. What happens next? I, I really, like, in my mind, I really hope it's a beautiful second life. So what does that mean? Like a heaven? I think, well, I don't know if it's necessarily a heaven. Like, I mean, I did grow up with the foundational principles that it, there was a heaven. Right. And I'm not, I'm not disbanding that by any means. Right. But I would love a world where I can do anything and everything that I wanted. I think that I'm kind of just. Is that not here right now? Isn't that the point? Of life? Shouldn't we be doing everything and everything that we, we want? want? You're kind of right, so why am I holding myself back? Because I can get hit by a truck on the left side. Right, right after this. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I think I am going to be lingering around this earth. I, if, if I die and I'm not a ghost, mm-hmm. what was the point of being alive? Do you think What was the point? Do you almost think it's like a club? Like, there's only a few dead people that get to be ghosts that linger around the earth. It's like the elite. The unfinished business. It's anyone who has unfinished business. Ooh, that's a fun concept for, like, a TV show or something. If it's, like, you think that you're going to, like, everyone who dies is like, oh, the afterlife will be so, oh, is this the good place? Is it the good place? Every couple of months, I, I come up with a new show idea, and then I say, is it the good place? And nine times out of ten, it's the good place. Well, because I'll tell you one thing about the good place. The good place does talk about death. It talks about the afterlife. So anything that comes up in I the know. general idea of the afterlife, you're always like, that's just the good place. That's my biggest fear. I have to be put to work when yes, you're dead. Yeah. Because why wouldn't I? Because don't you think if you describe to an unborn, like an unborn soul, like to a to a new child, you're about to enter this beautiful place yeah. where you can do whatever you want. Mm. And it's amazing. And you're going to meet so many people. And, you know, like you can listen to music and you can eat fruit. And there's this beautiful sun. And, like, everything is symbiotic. Like, the ocean matches the clouds. And, like, everything is, every single thing on this planet is interconnected in a beautiful way. But you have to pay taxes. That's kind of what I would, you know what I mean? Wow. Like, that's what this fucking world is. Way to put this a is literally, on it, God. Exactly. Exactly. I honestly do think that what's going to happen is lights out, lights out. I don't think we even have to worry about you it. You think lights out, no one's home? Yeah. Forever? I don't think there is such thing as... I don't think... I don't, I don't like don't this think, topic. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... I know. I, I'm saying it in a very positive way. I think that, you know, like... I think living is for the alive. Life is for the living. And it's really not up to me to even decide what happens next. No one knows. No one knows. So, like, instead of living in fear just of live death, in, just live in life. Live in life. Live in life. What was the first introduction to death through pop culture, media, trends, music, anything that you can think of from your childhood? Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's Charlotte drops dead. Charlotte doesn't drop dead. She's murdered. Char- oh my god! <laughs> so I guess she does drop dead, but it was almost like slow and peaceful. Oh, at like the she end. was preparing her, and then she has, gives birth to two hundred babies. Yes, because when you work your way up, especially as a kid, like. I know a lot of kids are scared of spiders. Adults are scared of spiders. Rats, the same thing with ratatouille, right? Like, Do you think rats are living in fear of death? I, I think that rats are living in fear. In a perpetual state of are fear. Are we not? 
I think that humans and rats have a lot in common with each other. Like, no, go figure why they, like, test on rats. You know what I mean? Like... Uh. I guess, yeah. They're like, I wonder if they're going to love this shade of MAC cosmetics. <laughs> and they're like, wait, looks kind of stunning. I really did believe for a long time that animal testing meant that. Not mm. that like, if, not that the animal was giving their input, but like if it was a blush, that they were like putting the blush on the animal to see how their skin reacted. Stop. And it's not that. It's It's so much worse. It's not that. It's not. But back to spiders. Back to spiders. Back to Charlotte. What I, I was saying spider. is as a kid, like, you learn to love that spider, right? You yeah. hate spiders. But now you're in a movie where that is the sweetest spider you've ever seen. The voice is actually soothing Who's voicing you. Charlotte and Charlotte's Web? Gotta look it up because let me tell you, that woman deserves an award. Is is DF the lead in that? Is it Dakota? Is it Dakota? I feel like the lead in – or is it like an animated movie? It's an animated movie, Joe. I feel like Dakota you Manning had a pause it. on it. I think there was a live action. Am I wrong? Are you thinking... Babe? Babe. You're thinking Babe. No, because Babe Babe Pig in the Big City was like... Dakota Fanning was not acting at that point. Hmm. It's I think like, Dakota Fanning could have been voicing one of the... She was involved. Maybe she was the small spider. This is I like mean, how... Like when you give two dumb people a podcast <laughs> and they talk about Charlotte's Web. We're just... We're just saying Dakota Fanning back and forth. just the entire movie of Charlotte's Give me Charlotte a second. Web. Give me a second. Charlotte's Web, 2006. Tell me who Charlotte was. You're going to die. I was going to say, I feel like Oprah was in it. Oprah is in it. Oprah is in Charlotte's Web. Who is Charlotte? First of all, yeah, bitch. Dakota Fanning, live action, playing herself. Of course she is, because there's nothing that Dakota Fanning cannot do. do. From the moment she was born, she was put to work. Nonstop. And she has not stopped since. You're saying live action? Live action. Live action. Okay, I'm going to really quickly just read everyone Dakota Fanning's fucking um, IMDb for a second, because this this is actually insane to me. Julia Roberts voiced the spider. Julia Roberts voiced the spider. That woman deserves an award. Alternate universe, you wake up, you're seven years old, you're Dakota Fanning. Yeah. In front of you lies the rest of your life. And she played... Whoa. What did she play? She played young Ellen in the Ellen show before Ellen. Like when Ellen had her TV show where she came out, Dakota Fanning was playing young Ellen. Nobody's talking about no that. No one could say that. I am Sam. Sweet Home Alabama. She played young Reese Witherspoon. Hansel and Gretel, 2002. Uptown Girls, obviously. From Uptown Girls to The Cat in the Hat, Two films that have made a lasting impression on pop culture. Yes. And we haven't even gotten to War of the Worlds yet, which yeah. ruined my life as a kid. Speaking of death. Speaking, Speaking of, of death. The thing about you and death. Wait. First of all, Charlotte's Web. It was I was 10 years old when I saw that movie. Yeah, and you were crying. That's you were embarrassing. Crying, but we all know you were crying a lot. I was a crier. You were a crier. I haven't cried in a really long time, but I was crying about death. But you were someone speaking of death. My death was like a little fantasy spider. You've been watching hardcore war killing movies since you were a kid. Yeah. 05, War of the Worlds. I watched it in theaters. I'll never forget. I'll never forget it. I will never forget that was one of the movies that like seeing it as a kid ruined my life i had i've always had a deep fear of death but Mm -hmm. more so of destruction like i almost feared more like the complete elimination of humankind versus my own personal death well i mean it's that it's uh, cloverfield cloverfield yeah exactly like those movies really fucked me up do you think your dad had a little hands in this my dad had a hand in a lot of things yeah yeah 
in terms of my fear of death. Yeah. Yes. Why was I watching like the Jeepers Creepers movie at like six years old? Why can I mm. vividly remember watching like Child's Play like when I was literally five? And then like me being afraid of Chucky and my whole family being like, grow up. Like you're being a baby. I was a baby. I was a baby. It kind of feels like your childhood was stripped from you and you've been thinking about death for a really long I time. Was, like, I couldn't sleep at night. I'd have, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night as a kid. I was like, oh, my sister's going to die. My mom's going to die. My, my dad's going to die. Every night for years. Do get your kids in therapy. Get me started. On my sister's going to die. About, that was no, the biggest no, one for me. Sister, but like when you thought of any family, yes. family member, like, and then you get stuck in a spiral. Yes, and, and you you're can't and get you're out. eight, and you're, and you're eight, eight years and you're old. Tossing and turning. You have no tools to communicate this, and no way of understanding how to grapple with it. And you're eight, and you're eight. Do you think Catholicism really introduced that? Because there was also like I would go to religion, and religion would be like, "We're all gonna die. You're gonna die." Well, this is the thing about religion and death. I do believe that they are trying to get you to not be scared of it. I don't know what religion teacher you had, my mom, <laughs> but I don't feel like that was ever really like, I understand that like that was like, that's Heaven. honestly the main, the main, the sweetest attraction to Catholicism is heaven, right? Like you're like, I'm going to be forgiven for all my yeah. sins and I'm going to be happy for the rest of my life for eternity. But I didn't feel, I just, oh, maybe being, oh my God, is it because I'm gay? Because I was like, I never once imagined myself going to heaven. I always imagined myself going to hell. And I'm like, oh my god, the code's cracking. I kind of... Wait, whoa. Wait, Joe. I literally was just talking to my therapist about this. Because I was like, I don't really think I have any Catholic trauma left. And he was like, yeah. Whenever I, I, I could tell that he knows I'm wrong. He's like, sure. Like, think about that this week before we get back to each other. But yeah, like go I back never, to him and say, I oh I lived in fear since I was a kid with the Catholicism of going to hell. I never was like, oh, I'm gonna meet my relatives in heaven. I was like, they won't. I'm not gonna see them. It is kind of crazy that you bring that up because it. I think we've talked about this before, but it's even like it goes to the point of like walking into church, like post jacking off. You know what I mean? Like and you're like sinning. I'm you're be like condemned to hell for the rest of my life. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm a sinner. Jerking off on Christmas Day. Jerking off on Christmas Day. Jesus hates by Lana me. Del Rey. I, I, Del Rey. I ruined his birthday. Yeah, but jerking off on Christmas Day. Jesus hates me. I ruined his birthday. By Lana Del Rey is actually going to be my favorite song of 2027. And she's recording the music video in Arkansas at the Waffle House. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy what religion can do to you when it comes to death. Um, yeah, because it should have been an, it should have been a comforting solace. And I wonder, like, was it normal how many times as a kid I had nightmares? No, it's anxiety. I think it's anxiety. Were you having nightmares every night? I was having nightmares every night. Did I tell? Did I said this on the podcast? Pitter patter of the foot. No, that I slept with a baby monitor until I was in fourth grade. <laughs> did I never say that on this podcast? You've never said that to me. I've never, I've never heard that before in my entire life. I slept with a baby monitor until I was in fourth now, grade. Now, what does that mean? Now, what does that mean? Now, what does that mean? Joe, why was I so scared? Like, what does that mean? No, so, okay, pivot. so it was basically like a walkie-talkie. I know what a baby monitor is, but it was... Were you being watched? No, I wasn't being watched. It was only it was to communication. be like... I'm scared. Can you come downstairs? And then he would come downstairs and he would stay with me in bed until Being I went a to sleep. Sucks. I know it really does suck. But I was just so scared. You're so 
of that was everything. So but that's also crazy of my parents. Like <laughs> we we had a house and they lived. They were on. They were the only room on the top floor, and all the kids were on the bottom floor. And, and that kid, scared you? That scared Joe. That scared being on the bottom me. floor. Be but like, didn't did you ever have experience top floor before then? Never experienced. So top it shouldn't floor have before. scared you. I feel like people who grew up with one floor, or grew up on the bottom floor, don't have that fear. Like I grew up on the top floor, so I was always afraid of sleeping on floor level, on ground level. See, I know. I just like lived in fear for the the ten years that I lived in that house. Your brain as a kid, like my brain as a kid, went to robbery, some was the invasions, they're gonna kill you first, like absolute slaughter. Why was I so ready to be massacred? (laughs) Why was my whole whole childhood I was ready for it? I was really preparing, I was anticipating any day. There was a few, I was prepared every day for my whole family. My biggest fear was my whole family would get slaughtered and I would survive. That was my Can biggest fear. Can you imagine living with that? But why was that was why was that a thought in Do my head? Do you believe that like it, it comes from like obviously with I hate to take it on a dark no, oh, but like God. school shootings, movie theater shootings, like our family 9/11. watching the news, like us hearing the 9/11. news, like 9-11, You brought it up. It, it's just like this stuff going on in our minds, like. You couldn't even step foot into a movie theater without thinking about it. Well, that happened later. Movie theater shootings happened like we were in high school. I guess, yeah. Amityville Horror House. I think Amityville Horror House stuck with me because it was Long Island. Because it... And then, again, then there's that Massapequa Horror House that you always like to walk by and scare. There was a house in the town that we are from that is bright red with wrought iron gates a pink corvette cages in the backyard literally like the house of mary statues everywhere statues hanging in the backyard it is straight up out of a tim burton movie we used to drive past it and there was like an urban legend if you drove past so overly caffeinated in this episode that you actually can't comprehend what i'm trying to say if the candles if the number of candles in the window in the hell house matched the number of people in the car The legend said that someone in that car would die within the next year. And for a year, I'd be afraid that one of us is going to die. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, Imagine living your life as well, having one of your friends say, I can see you getting hit, but only on your left side. This happened when we were maybe 17, 18, because you were driving. You were driving. Yes, but I think it was introduced with Tom and Jeff. Tom, what's that on my screen? got mail from who doesn't say you're invited to the football dinner oh the football dinner well that was by accident that was by accident but then i think we like to play around with death we have always we've always thought we were bigger than death in that way the tom and jeff special that we made so if you're if you're not familiar with tom and jeff um me and Andrew's straight counterparts in seventh grade, sixth grade, mm. were Tom and Jeff. We got to have to do shopping, and we both got ourselves some fancy suits for the football dinner. I can't wait. Uh-huh. Woo! I think it was supposed to be a parody of, like, Friday Night Lights, because it was called, like, Monday Night Lights. I never watched that shit. No, same. And it was also called 20 A Days, because there was also a show called Two A Days. Mm. So it was, like, a parody of, like, straight football culture but like we also were not we didn't know what was happening in that culture so it was just kind of like us having fun all right we're going we're going we're going 
Rescue. What do you mean? Rescue. What's wrong with you? But there was a finale episode. <gasps> why did we kill you off? You killed me. Why did we kill you off in the skits? And why did I agree to, to be that? killed? To be killed. Because I was like, this it was is high drama. Joe, it was drama. You're upset because you'll never have a life like anyone else. It was like me on the other side being able to grieve my own death. It was so absurd. Like it was like now that I'm thinking about it, like it was a YouTube skit comedy happening at the same time as Farmville Moms and Nerd and Dork. And those were lighthearted. And so was this. Yeah. And then there's just an episode where you get hit by a, a race car. A race car and the ambulance. The sounds. ambulance comes. It's like it really was well produced. It was, we get into a fight. We get, we get into, into a fight, fight you storm into the street, you turn around and look at me. Bam, dead. dead. Like, On your left that's side. where our braids went. Our braids went to death. Were you introduced to death at a young age? I mean, my grandparent, I was definitely like, from the moment I was born going to funerals. Like my grandpa died like six months after I was born and then like my grandma died like when I was like four years old. And you went, obviously. Of course, but yeah. they probably didn't let you see the body. Yeah, I don't remember that. The first body I distinctively remember seeing is my other grandpa in 2007 after the Hannah Montana concert. I think I remember seeing my grandma when I was six. Mm. That I think stays with you. And what were you told? What were you told, like, by your parents about, like, like, because that's also interesting to me. Is like, what, what, what do you like? It's, it there's no right way to teach a kid about no. death. Play them this podcast. Play them this <laughs> podcast. They're gonna love it. It'll teach them everything I, they need to know. It is interesting because I'm trying to, like, I'm seeing my sister parent her kids, and mm. I'm like, and their grandma just died mm. or great grandma, whatever, yeah. and. The way that she explained it to them was also just like, I think she just tells them straight off the bat, like there is life and then there, there is death. death. Yeah. But like, just because they die doesn't mean that's a bad thing. Like you have all of these memories with them. Right. Like they will always live on. But it really is hard to grapple with when you're like confused as to what's happening and you're never gonna yeah. see them. Oh. Was there a, a scene in a movie besides the ones that we talked about that really, well, we're really both biting our tongues. Because we can't bring her up. We can't bring her up any more times because if so, she needs a seat at the table. <laughs> and you know Everyone knows when you think childhood movie death, we all are thinking it. I don't think we even say it. I don't think we say it. I think that we, if you don't know, you you do know. You do know. When you think about a movie you saw in your childhood about death, there is one that is strong, it is bold, mm -hmm. and one day we'll bring her on the pod to talk about it. Yeah. Are you into the, the, the morning, the black clothing when it comes to death? Do you think that we should be steering away from black clothing? I mean, I think that it's respectful. I think that, like, you never know when death is around the corner. And you never know when death's around the corner, and I look like, I don't want to show up looking like a dope. But the thing is... You, in those moments, 
when you're preparing to go to a funeral. <laughs> I was about to say, should we just talk about what a wake is like? Yeah. You think like it's about you. It's obviously not about you, but like no one cares what you're wearing. But if you're not showing up in black, then you think it's Ev- about everyone's you. looking at me. Everyone's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Unless someone is dead in the casket. Someone's yeah. dead in the casket. They're like, that bitch, bitch is, is wearing baby blue. No, but the experience as a kid of going to a funeral, I do think I was very often in a funeral home as mm. a kid. I was like playing because my cousins own a funeral home yeah so i would like be going to like my family's funerals like we'd be able to like spend our time in the other room where like the casket was closed but like there was definitely another body in that room and i'd be like dancing to my ipod touch (laughs) you're like wait listen to this new shakira song literally like like, me and my cousins would be dancing and there'd be like a body in the room can you imagine being a mortician's kid i you can we can interview a few i have my cousins we can interview a kid uh, a few but your kids being like, "What does your What do your parents do?" And you're like, "They're morticians," and you have to. They're explain. both morticians. Or this? my like, dad's a mortician. A, a familial, it's the family <laughs> business. The whole family's morticians. My dad's a mortician. Right. Like that's it that's is tough. Tough. It is tough. But if anyone can process death, I'm sure it's a mortician. Oh yeah, or they can't process it because they are. Beating Wait, we have faces. a mortician who listens. Never forget. Never forget that we have a listener who's yes. a mortician who listens to the podcast At while the they embalm bodies. Yes. I hope that you're still listening, and I hope that you're listening to this episode, and I hope it gives you some some joy. You're feeling representation for yeah. the death episode. Um, I just remember going to a funeral and being like, now I gotta sit here for two hours. Do you know what I mean? As a kid. Yeah. Well, like, everyone else around you is crying, so, and there's always a smell of flowers. And God forbid you have an allergy to a flower. The smell of like a white lily is ruined because of a, like a funeral mm. home. Like you're like death immediately. Like, immediately, death on the Nile, death, death, death. Yeah, but selfishly, sometimes when you're at a wake, you you know there's gonna be a good meal afterwards mm. if you're close to that person that is unfortunately passed you know there's gonna be either a catered event or some sort of italian meal to come yeah i guess that makes it better tell you one thing though oh jesus i did wish sometimes when i was growing up that I you was were jewish, jewish. <laughs> let me say let me say that again. So I, I, I think that we just need to just kind talk of about Jewish it right now. Baiting. I need to just talk about it right now. Andrew is Jewish baiting. I don't mean to be Jewish baiting. Like, I literally just live this life. I walk through life being like, oh, I'm gay. Like, I'm happy. Well, maybe none one of, of those two things. Of, lying. I haven't heard you say one of those things. One of the two I'm lying about. But I'm walking through life. People are calling me Jewish. I'm a Jewish king. I'm getting invited to Jewish-only comedy shows. That kills me. I, yeah. I did recently get invited to a comedy show that was definitely Jewish-forward and Jewish-leaning, which I was very happy to be there. I was I was laughing. There were a lot of things that went over my head. And then when I looked around me, I was like, this is really interesting. And then when I recognized that Joe didn't get an invitation, then my brain started spinning to be like, <laughs> something here doesn't add up. But I want to let you know, I am not Jewish. There are moments that I wish I was. But I from here beg. on out, I want this to last forever. Andrew Muscarella is not, not Jewish. Jewish. My last name is Muscarella. I am Italian Catholic, born and raised. Now, 
There's always this erasure of the other the other nationalities that you have. I mean, are we gonna get into every single? You want to get into my twenty three and me? Isn't it like aren't you fifty percent Irish? Well, I'm a little bit Irish. My mom's maiden name is Gallagher. Yeah, I can't erase that. I do play the bagpipes. Well, I haven't seen those in a bit. I haven't Weren't blown they, like, in, in a our while. Apartment? Haven't blown in a bit. Have you blown? Have I, you been blowing lately? No, I haven't blown in. When was the last so... time you blew? I would say like, if you want to like, if it constitutes for longer than five minutes, probably four months. Are you okay? No. There were moments I wanted to be Jewish because they're sitting shiva. They're bringing over yeah. desserts. Yeah. There are there's food. There's everything you could want. I think when I die, I'm going to request that everyone sit shiva for me. But I want it to be my. I've always said that my my wake and my funeral is going to be a joyous event. And I don't think I even have to contribute to that. I think people will be celebrating around the world with the Wicked Witch is dead. So I don't think I have to worry about that. It's like when they got Osama, it's going to be the same feeling in, in just like the general United States. There's going to be bells ringing across the yes. world. Everyone's going to be coming out of their, their houses and clapping. It's going to be the 7pm clap comes back. I want invite only. You're, okay. you're not coming to my wake or my funeral if I did not fuck with you. Yeah. And everyone who I did not fuck with knows I don't fuck with them. So it's not going to be fucking confusing. You're not coming. You're not um, allowed to post about me on social media unless I explicitly gave consent prior to unless death. Unless your team gave consent to you posting. Yes. About- okay. Yeah. I'm actually good. There will be. That's the other thing. I'm going to send out content decks mm. for people where like you'll get a Google Drive link that will have like seven pre-approved images and then like suggested copy. Yeah. And that's what you like. Every person who I want to post will get one of those, like uniquely tailored, mm. suggested copy. And I'm like, you can make this your own, make it feel like you, but like keep it around these guidelines, and then use this hashtag. I feel like you are. FTC. You literally would send out PR pack. Like people will receive a box with your invitation. They're gonna open it, and it's, it's gonna, gonna be gorgeous. Like, Bail. gorgeous memorial via the box but like yeah. maybe there's a little memento from your life in yes there. like you're gonna get like um everyone gets something different from you you'll get like one of my water bottles yeah, i probably will get the water bottle someone will get like your little jacques mousse purse yes, like yeah, little yeah, things yeah, that yeah. like things that remind me of them yes correct yes i think that's probably what will happen that's amazing and i want everyone to have a great time no crying no crying no crying Dance. i'm relieved sing yeah and i'm sure that w- i'm sure there will be a beautiful documentary video that Show. plays that shows that i'll be editing starting and tomorrow starting tomorrow and i really like i'm sorry to say that i'll miss it because i'll already be <laughs> dead transitioning from your death to actually the way that our parents can drill into us as you a will miss me when tactic. i'm gone you're going to miss me when I'm gone. And you know what Anna Kendrick didn't think she did? Have mothers around the world say to their children, you're, you're going to miss me when, when I'm gone. gone. When I'm gone. When I'm gone. When I'm gone. gone. You're, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. You're going to miss me by my hair. You're going to miss me everywhere. Oh, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. It's kind of like ring around the fucking rosy. 
We're all pretending to have fun and we're all singing about death. Their pockets were full, full of, of posy, which is like fun and flowers. No. Ring around the, the rosy. Pockets full of posy. Ashes, ashes, we all fall down. You know what? Nicki Minaj wishes she thought of that verse. Whose pen wrote that? And then how did it get passed down from about 40 generations into kindergartners? And like everyone's standing in a circle and you're just going around and then you all just fall and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> it's get almost like, Let's do it again. Is there like a COVID one? Everybody, cough, everybody's cough, coughing. Sneezing. We all walking. Yeah. Did you process COVID? I haven't processed COVID. I've I think been, that I ask that question pretty often, but I think about it all the time. I really Speaking think that like death. in those moments, especially with COVID, like obviously there was so much going on and like being wrapped in it and like knowing how much death was happening, know how many people were getting like it, it was crazy that what you could hold on to was like the good that was happening for you. And for me, that was just not doing anything. <laughs> so like, I, the, that's how I processed COVID was like, by, yeah. by literally like distracting myself from what was going on. And, and being like, I had a great time. I had a great, I was like, yeah, I ran two miles today. Yeah. It's really quite crazy. It's quite crazy. But speaking of COVID, like this has nothing to do with death. Like for the past two days, we have been living, living like, we are back in COVID times. I don't think we've left our house or left mm-hmm. our apartment. Um, except to work out. Except to work out. And we've kind of entered like the a fall deep... season. Here's the thing. It is August 15th. Like if you are not celebrating Halloween yet, you're already late. Like, like you're already missing it. We've lit the candle. We've lit the, the pumpkin, pumpkin spice, spice candle is burning at both ends and in our apartment. If you're listening to this and you're feeling a sense of inf- you're infuriated by that statement, look inward. Look inward. Think about how you're processing and how you process death. Yeah, because you're afraid of change and ending. You're afraid of the ending season and, and death's not by the changing of a season. It's it is a changing. Is fall of the not the death of summer? Is fall not, not the, the death, death of, of summer? summer? And do we mourn fall or do we celebrate it and enter the new season with an ennui? I'm yet, not kidding. A joie de vivre. Do you see them? Your I have goosebumps from what you just said. Is fall not the death of summer? Is fall not the death of summer? And the people that can't process moving on too quick the people that comment people saying just want to go to the it's beach. too early <laughs> to have a pumpkin spice latte how are you processing death how are you, are you processing, processing death? death are you afraid or are you embracing it so we beat on and so we boats beat. against the current born back ceaselessly into the past you always quote that in your life, yeah. like, I feel like you have been, you're always kind of dancing on death's door. You mm. know, like, I'm the, ring around the rosy. Ding dong, ditching death's door every day. But has there been a moment where you really were like, this could be it. This could be the moment for me. 
I think that like there are situations where I like to play with death and take that as you will. There's there's one moment that sticks out to me that I was scared for my literal life. And I hate to take it to Slovakia. <laughs> but I'm so sick of it. There was a moment where I was in Slovakia when I was working for is EF that, Tours. Where is Slovakia? It's its own country. So I was going from Poland to Hungary. And Heard I stopped in Slovakia for lunch in the Tatra Mountains. It was gorgeous. We stopped at this beautiful little restaurant. I'm sitting with the kids, the kids, the high school students that are traveling, and I'm just there observing. I'm sitting at the Tatra Mountains. Um, all of a sudden, like I felt something. You felt it? Well, I felt like a little bite. And I was like, that's interesting. What was that? I looked down. There's the smallest black spider you have ever seen. <laughs> and my leg is red. It's red. Immediately? Immediately. But like a small red, like you've seen me get bit by a mosquito before. Yeah. It's like a small little red This bubble. is the thing about, I mean, this is perfect for this conversation when it comes to death. Andrew is allergic to just about everything. Everything. When a mosquito, when a normal mosquito bites Andrew, the way that he gets inflamed just gives the vibe that he should no longer be with us. Yes. And nevertheless... You persist. You are the strongest person I've ever Can met. Can you imagine? I should say, I never want to step outside again in And the yet summer. you say, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to lay in the grass, I say. I'm allergic to grass. What? Yes. Andrew, you should be in a bubble. Well, well listen, I can't be. They, uh, th- this is the life that I live, <laughs> you know? But I'm sitting in the Tatra Mountains. I get bit. I'm like, okay, it's fine. Like, it'll be fine. I'm not kidding. It's steaming hot. It's my leg is pulsing. It's steaming hot. It's steaming hot to the touch. Everyone's looking down at my leg. They're like, "Oh my god, Andrew, it's getting so bad." I'm in Slovakia and my allergies are crazy. I can't breathe. It's fine. I was just bit by a spider, and my leg is swelling. Um, I don't know if you really can see it, but it's for sure swollen here. Um, so now I have to take a Benadryl and I will pass out. Um, so thanks, Slovakia. I'm like freaking out now. Why do these now. things happen to I'm you? I'm in the middle of Slovakia. I'm like, what do you mean? All of the kids now are cracking up, yeah, calling me Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. That's fine. I'm now on the bus popping Benadryl, heading to Hungary, having to do... I, I, I'm playing charades at the Hungarian doctor because they can't understand. So I'm saying bite, 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 spider bite. The next coming days, the next three days, I'm throwing up nonstop. I can't get up. I'm in the Amalfi Coast. I can't raise my head. That is I would like categorize it as severe. That's severe, yeah. I can't lift my head. I'm on a boat to Capri. I'm taking pictures just for people to see them. But realize, really, I'm just sick. I'm dying. I was dying. How'd you get over it? I just kept throwing up, hoping that I was going to be able to survive. They gave me nothing for it. Oh, a little bit of ointment. A little bit of ointment. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I guess it was fun. It was like, now I can go through life saying I was bit by a spider in Slovakia and I survived. Yeah. And it was poisonous. A poisonous spider almost killed you in Slovakia and then you went to Hungary and Italy without really doing anything about it. Yeah. And then Greece. Last thing. 
I threw myself out of a plane. I went skydiving. The guy that was strapped to me, he whispered in my ear, do you believe in God? And I was like, uh, maybe. He was like, he can't save you now. Only I can. Throws me out of the plane. I can't believe I have my Apple Watch on in this. <laughs> like, people must be like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> Good, Good children, children to, to the, the guidance, guidance office. office. Do you want to hear your voice on Good Children? Don't forget to call in at 516-366-0826 with your questions, your long-winded stories, and whatever else you want to say. Who knows? Maybe next week you'll be on the podcast. <gasps> Wasn't that kind of good? That was really good. Hey, y'all. I actually just called and accidentally hung up. So please just disregard that. Um, I'm just wondering, how do you get back into the dating scene after being in a relationship for several years? I just got out of a long-term relationship, and I am nervous. I don't know how to talk to anybody, and I feel embarrassed. And I started texting somebody, and I feel like I don't know how to flirt. And I don't even know what pace to go at. So please help me out. Your girl is out here struggling. Um, thank you. Bye. <sighs> that is really, it is difficult. Oh, yeah. And you're asking the wrong people. people. But let's give her advice. Yeah. Let's give her advice. Of course. I haven't been in a relationship. But if I was to be in a relationship that lasted several years and I had to get back into the dating scene, like, you just need one. It's all about confidence. It's owning your confidence. Like, you know you're hot, right? Like, it's the flirting. I'm almost like when I'm talking to people sometimes, I find myself holding myself back all the time with the flirt. But people like the flirt. I don't like the flirt. No, I kind of feel like I only really talk to people almost in a flirt mode. I think it's my Libra rising. I really do think that's what it is. Yeah. I'm like not flirting. Like I'm like actually, I can't even process. I like to like go tit for tat. Mm, But can you do that via text? Are you like a text oh, flirter? I could I could do anything via text. But that's that's what I'm saying to her. It's like you can do anything via text. She's not. She's like, how do I put it into words? How but do it's I do not about things? how. But I don't think it's even like a. It's so subjective, you know. Mm. It's like, well, actually, I saw a TikTok about this. I wish I could. I'm gonna start writing down who I'm watching on TikTok. Um, but it was about how like flirting isn't about. You, you don't have to do anything when you flirt. Your whole objective with flirting is to get someone else to admit that they're attracted to you. Mm. Like, the whole game is being, like, you you are setting that person up to be the one to actually flirt. So you, mm. like, provide these cues where, like, then they get to, you know, come back at you. But I feel like the only way you can properly, like, be your full sexy self and put yourself back out there is just to know what makes you feel good yeah. like to literally do the things that feel like make you feel sexy make you feel hot mm-hmm. make you feel tr- attractive like it's not even about what you say or what you do to someone else it's like what you are bringing to the table for yourself mm-hmm. like when i'm like dressed well and i know i look good like 
anyone who talks to me, I'm like, they're they're in love with me. Like, I delude myself into yeah. thinking that because I'm in a good mood. Because I, like, feel like I look it's good. Entering into a and it's not mood. even about, like, working out. It's not about, like, no. having certain clothes. But like, I go into a situation and I'm like, I took a shower. I put on nice clothes. I feel so good. That's Everyone it. in this room is in love with me. In love with and me. And there's no denying it. So now I get to just pick, take a pick. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, like, with the pacing of it, though, that's interesting. Because... Yeah. I talked to somebody after they got out of a semi-long relationship and it went quick and it freaked me out. So it's going to be slow to start, but I think what's important is in your situation, communication is key always, right? Like if you feel it going quick, cock, 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 cock is important. No, kick, kick. We just wanted to say cock. Yeah. Talk it out. You got this. Let's get you in another relationship if that's what you want. Yeah, or just like slay for a little bit, slay slay privately and with other people. I feel like this might be a gay person. Hi, Joe and Andrew. Um, long time listener, first time caller. I just moved to Brooklyn, and I'm wondering how to make new friends in ways that don't involve like being a muscle gay or getting really fucked up. Um, I like go to the gym and everything. I just like don't really make friends there. And I, like, have friends I go out with, and, like, that's really fun, but looking to meet people in ways that don't involve, like, spending a ton of money or, like, a focus on looking like I should be in the Rush music video. So, suggestions on, like, how to make adult friends, I literally feel like I'm in college and, like, trying to find a club to, like, go to. Um, I don't know. Thanks. Bye. I always mute what we say during these. So if you're if you're that caller and you hear me making the most confused face of my entire life, it's because I really do believe you sound exactly like one of our friends to a T. To a T. To the point where I'm like, that should be your friend. Like you guys yeah, should yeah, meet yeah, up. Yeah. I mean, hello, welcome to the fucking club. Welcome to the club. You are talking to two gays that are who still just want to make friends. Friends, like it is. In, it's crazy. You mentioning that you haven't found friends at the gym yet. I don't even think that has ever crossed my mind. <laughs> of making it. No, well, listen, the gym that I go to, the gym that now I... I, I Joe forced me to sign I up for a gym. Reverse psychologizing. I'm sure to go to the gym um, with me. Um, I feel like there's a world where I can make friends there. It doesn't seem like the most intuitively no. easy. This is what we're lacking. Like, this is what we're lacking. Like, there are so many gays in Brooklyn who want to make Period. friends everyone feels like we have to like follow this pipeline mm. to make friends and again it's the fire island pipeline it is like the twink pipeline and it's like what other options are there because it is actually and I, i'm not even shading that pipeline it's clearly an amazing way to find community yeah it's an amazing way because look at those communities seem very tight-knit yeah. from the outside they also seem very inaccessible from the outside it really is hard because it's like again the the advice is always put yourself out there keep doing things but how? how i mean not not the gym and i'm not promoting session or any like studio type space you're but not like, wrong about that it is like if you're if you're looking to make friends at the gym and it's not happening for you that's why people go to classes that's why like is, that's why i'm coaching in classes is because I don't feel comfortable at the gym. I also want to be meeting people. And then even like 
for me as the coach seeing other members talk to each other and then leave and like get drinks and yeah. do things like it is strictly community. You I have made people. friends through workout classes. You have, and like, if it's not working out, like it's finding your community somehow. I'm kind of like, I'm thinking we, about how, how I know I want to, well, I was trying to tee us up to be like, we should host something. I think that we should host something. But does it, don't you think, and caller included and every other gay person or even, and ally included, don't you think that if you heard that we were hosting like a sober event where you could just meet other people, like I don't think I would be pushed to go to something like that. It so if I wasn't us, if I wasn't this, hosting it. This is giving like when I was in college and had to go to a roommate social because I had no yeah. friends to live with. Like it is a mortifying experience showing. But it up, would change my life. But it would change my life, and I think that we all need to get over the embarrassment of thinking that you don't have friends and showing up. If we were to host this, it's also good for like at least where my brain goes to a lot of the times where I'm in gay spaces and this is something that I'm working through. But like, are you talking? Are you hitting on me or can we be friends? So we have to host an event where it's like you are. It's a no fuck zone. It's a no fuck zone. Like we're good children's everyone. Good children's cock block. No fuck zone. Get together. Get together. But like if it was to lead to that. Sure. Go ahead. But but not not in our space is to talk, have fun, find your people. Yes. And then, like, maybe you leave with one friend or maybe you leave with a gaggle. Like, right. that's great. Something that has been interesting to me, and this is because my boyfriend is in nightlife, but, like, going to the same club every couple of, like, weeks and, like, seeing the same people there and being able to walk into a space and knowing that I will, like, know, know the bartender, know some workers, know at least four guests, like, know drag queens. Like, it is a different feeling where I'm, like, I don't... Or have I translated any of those relationships into actual friendships? No, but they're now teed up. Yeah. And it's like repetitively doing the same thing, I think, is a good way to see who's also doing the same thing that you enjoy and being like, wait, we should like actually hang out. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you also, mean. Also, turn your oomphies into IRLs. We, we don't need any more oomphies. Like, Gay men have an oomphy pandemic. We don't need any more yeah. oomphies. I don't want to be a mutual with someone for seven years on Instagram because we matched on Hinge in 2013. Like I'm sick of it. I don't want to only know yeah. you from social media if we live in the same if we live in the same borough. I'm Time is feeling up. that. Like it's it's the it's the back and forth via DM that's like that I'm even like I want to be this person's friend. Because then you meet, then you see each other in real life, and you're like, "Hey, no." It is just taking action and being like, if you have something teed up, like you're saying, you might have them in real life, but if they are oomphies, like sending the message and saying, "Hey, I would love to hang out." I'm in New York. Like, I'm gonna send one to one person. Everyone's challenge is to message one oomphy responsibly and hang out with them. And just like that. And just like that. Now we know what our funerals look like. We know everything that's to come in the afterworld. And we know that you have survived far worse than being a gay with a podcast. And it's a spider bite. And it's a spider bite. So you can do it all. Thank you so much for tuning in to another sunny, beautiful, amazing, bright, cheery episode of the pod. Um, We'll be back next week with a new one. And until then, don't forget to do your homework. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, review. Write a little something. Five stars. Five, five stars. stars. Five, five stars. stars. And you can you can even say in the review, like, they talked about death. I was scared of death. And now, like, I'm obsessed with death. They like, changed it could be my something life. Like that. They changed my life. Because now I'm living for life. If everyone just writes, they changed my life, that's fine. That's it. And we're still going for the TV show. So yeah, like, they changed my said, life and they need a TV, TV show. show. That's all you need to say. Um, 
And you know where to find us across all so- social media platforms at Good Children Pod. I'm on Instagram at Andrew Muscarella, on TikTok at Andrew underscore Musky. I'm on Instagram at Joe Hedges and on TikTok at Be Quiet Joe. Don't forget and to call in. Don't forget to call in and DM us. Let us know what you want us to talk about going forward. We want to take in as many listeners' ideas as possible and ideate on them. Let's have some fun. Ave Maria.